Money FM 89.3. Best of your money. Market View on Money FM 89.3. 9.05, good morning. Asia-Pacific shares are mixed this morning following a similar performance on Wall Street overnight. Seoul is up 0.7%. Tokyo and Sydney are flat. Trading in Hong Kong will start later today, if at all, because of strong winds and rain from Typhoon Kompasu. Joining me now as we break down all the market action, good Wednesday morning, Ryan Huang. Happy hump day, Michelle. And to you. Let's start off with the weather this morning. It may be a nice, bright, sunny day here in Singapore, but over in Hong Kong and southern China, the tropical cyclone Kompasu is disrupting trade, and not just in financial markets, in the real economy as well. High winds have forced one of the world's biggest ports to shut, creating a traffic jam of ships. I watched a video and I was just astonished at what I saw. Uh, What is the impact likely to be on global supply chains, Ryan? Yeah, that's the big question going around these days. It's affecting everyone from businesses to you and me because... It delays products reaching consumers' hands. So what we have is, like you pointed out, really bad weather, so much so you've got a uh, typhoon happening. And this actually is causing a lot of problems if you look at what's happening at in some ports. And one of them in focus is the Yantian port in Shenzhen, where you now have one of the busiest ports around the world now seeing a huge traffic jam. So ships just parking, waiting to get in. And the latest count going by some reports is as high as 67 ships just waiting to get into the port. So you can imagine what's on the ships. You've got containers, hundreds of them just waiting to be processed. So you can imagine the knock-on impact in terms of delays. So that is going to be something to keep an eye on because you have the typhoons still developing. In fact, if you look at what's happening um, in Hong Kong, trading today in the markets there are delayed because of the severe weather. Uh, So that is delaying the morning open. So we will have to watch to see if the weather gets better or worse. If it does get worse, um, Hong Kong trading will be closed for the entire day. School shut in Hong Kong because of Typhoon Kompasu, which is a second tropical storm to affect southern China in the last few days. Chinese ports, meanwhile, are not the only ones to be backed up. The U.S. is facing a port crisis as well, and it has nothing to do with the weather. Ports are being overwhelmed by supply chain issues. It's not just that products are scarce, it's that they're stuck in the wrong places, and companies are not coming fast enough to pick up their products. Ports like the one in Savannah, Georgia, are running out of places to store containers. Ryan, what can be done? It seems like supply chain bottlenecks may be around longer than investors and even politicians expect. Yeah, have you played Tetris before? Yes, I, I was addicted. becoming a bit like that because you now have multiple containers and these port owners trying to figure out how to just stack them higher. So you're running out of space, you can only go up into the skies and that's what's happening in some of the US ports. And going by some um, anecdotal reports, um, it has seen some ports having to cope with more than 50% than usual capacity. So just stacking up higher than usual. So that is what they are struggling with. In fact, some of them had to buy up more space adjacent to their ports just to keep those containers. So it's not uh, really giving them any room right now to breathe uh, because the ships are not coming in fast enough for the turnover. So you've got the containers just waiting to be loaded on ships as well and containers waiting to come in. So you've got a huge traffic jam both ways. 
One company whose business is definitely affected by the supply chain crunch is Apple. The iPhone maker just can't get its hands on enough components, and that's led to delaying some deadlines. What's the latest on this front? Yeah, so if you're an iPhone 13 fan or an Apple fan, this might not make it to your Christmas shopping uh, list or stocking. So the latest is what we are hearing is not official yet. Reports citing people familiar the matter are indicating that they may have to cut their production targets because uh, they don't have enough chips. And this is from Broadcom and Texas Instruments into some of the parts that go into the iPhone. So they may cut their production by as much as 11%. There'll be around 10 million iPhones that will not be uh, making it to the stores. Okay, I've got to get my hands on my iPhone 13. Now let's turn this morning to the jobs market both in the U.S., here in Singapore as well, more and more people are quitting their jobs. In fact, in the U.S., they're leaving their employers at a record pace. 4.3 million Americans resigned in August, largely from the F&B and retail sectors. Here in Singapore, the latest figures show a marked increase in employee turnover as well. Do we have a sense of what is causing this increase, Ryan? Yeah, I think it's a perfect storm of a few things, right? You've got the wider economy coming back strongly. So that is a a tie that lifts all um, prospects of hiring. And then you have, of course, after almost two years or so of COVID-19, some people just having had enough of their uh, workplace, their previous workplace, because of the struggles they had maybe with their bosses, the hiring conditions, and just wanting to go to greener pastures. So that is also another reason that's coming through. And of course, um, with the shortage in talent in some sectors, that is leading to poaching, where you have some companies just raising salaries to entice those people to go elsewhere. So all these factors are leading to a huge quit rate in the US at least. Like you pointed out, 4.3 million workers quit their jobs in August. A Business Times headline this morning puts it this way, employers scramble as economic rebound fuels job hop spree. So do you think it's fair to say that the increase in employee turnover is a sign of a strong labour market, which in turn could fuel higher wages and inflation? Yeah, you could certainly argue argue that way. Um, mm-hmm. You've got, of course, um, the economy coming back. So, for example travel, that is coming back. So you can imagine the likes of SIA might be looking to hire more. And if you look at the reports coming through from our newspapers, um, if you go to Ion Orchard these days, the queue at the SIA customer service counter at the top of Ion, that stretches for up to three hours if you just want to talk to someone to buy a ticket or just to attend to you. Um, That's, of course, off the back of the VTL uh, travel expansions for nine extra countries. And you can imagine what that will mean for the hospitality sector as well if we get more tourists coming in. So those sectors are going to be hiring. And to a certain extent, um, you need people from somewhere. So it might lead to a bit of a musical chairs of sorts. And then you also have the um, borders still in place, in the tighten measures still in place, especially when it comes to what's happening between Singapore and Malaysia. So the labour supply is still not back to normal, but 
to a certain degree, you've got the economy coming back already. Mm -hmm. So there is this um, bit of a gap when it comes to finding enough workers for the right jobs right now. On the topic of inflation, the Monetary Authority of Singapore is set to issue a twice-yearly policy statement tomorrow. Economists largely expecting MAS to hold steady for now, but also to indicate a more hawkish tone for the future, which could mean higher interest rates next year. I'm going to turn to US markets now, where small caps outperformed overnight. The Russell 2000 finished more than half a percent higher on a day with the blue chip indices, the Dow, the Nasdaq, S&P 500, they all finished lower. So Ryan, the broader US market has been choppy for weeks now. Is this tug of war between the bulls and the bears or is this just investors waiting for more guidance from companies as earnings season really prepares to kick off? Yeah, if you cast your mind back to September, it was quite volatile, um, one of the um, typical worst months of the trading year. Um, And that's uh, partly because you don't have the earnings season uh, in place yet. And that is now coming uh, back into the the, um, calendar in the coming weeks. So you do have a couple of leads coming up. And I think that was going to be driving investor sentiment in coming days because you have so many issues they're trying to find direction from, supply chain problems, uh, rising inflation that is going to be higher business costs. You know, the cost of cotton, for example, is at 10-year highs. And if you look at all the crackdown issues in China, that's interesting as well because some companies are just changing their minds around expanding in China. So all these issues are just keeping investors on edge and just making it a wait-and-see bit of mode right now for investors to just keep an eye for what's to come. And also the tapering that's going to be uh, supposedly in place by the end of the year uh, means investors will also be looking ahead to the FOMC meeting next month. Uh, That's something for investors exposed to US markets there. And also I think something worth mentioning Mm -hmm. for investors back home, they will also be watching out for commentary from um, the companies here in terms of earnings for uh, what they are projecting in the coming months. And that's because many of these sectors will see their government grants expiring or at least not in place like it was last year. So to a certain extent, that will mean uh, a bit of an adjustment to their um, buffers. They may have to adjust their employment numbers, for example. That could also see some workers being let go. So that's one of the many factors that they have to digest in the um, coming quarter. The Bank of America is warning that this is a make-or-break quarter for corporate earnings, but that investors won't really be focused on the latest results, but something else instead. So what will they be looking out for? Yeah, so you do have quite a bit of a busy, uh, noisy quarter building up. You've got the earnings in place. Um, So we are seeing JP Morgan kicking off the earnings season tonight. So the banks will lead the charge. And in that backdrop, we've got the supply chain issues. And also I think worth mentioning is um, what's happening with the rising bond yields with tapering expected in the coming months, uh, that is pushing it up and that could see some sectors benefiting more from than others and that includes the banks. Uh, what's not going to benefit from higher rates typically are the growth names, which will include many of the tech stocks. So that is what um, could be in place in terms of um, guidance from companies. So supply chain problems getting worse would be right at the top of the list. And then you've got wages possibly going up as well when we hear about how people are quitting and at the same time, companies struggling to find enough workers. So a lot of issues for 
companies to figure out and a lot of questions to answer. Next up, this Wednesday morning, it is time for Up or Down. But first question I, I have for you, Ryan, it could impact your price today. Uh, do you like avocado shakes or guacamole? Avocado, of course. <laughs> avocado shakes. All right, avocado prices is first on our list, Ryan. Okay, so I'm going with <laughs> down. So that's great news because prices are going down, at least in Australia. That's because you've got a huge glut in supply right now, Gosh. so much so that prices are halved, more than half right now to around one Australian dollar per piece. Unbelievable, all thanks to a bumper harvest. Uh, next, let's look at Boeing. All right, Boeing is going to be an up for me. That's because they are mandating their employees to be vaccinated. So that is all part of the wider US uh, push to have a vaccine mandate. So it does help them to put their employees in a better place to manage or be in a stronger position to do business. Yeah, it's an up for me as well. New plane orders are outpacing cancellations for the eighth straight month. Good news for Boeing. Next, let's look at Moderna. Okay, Moderna is going to be a down for me. And that is off a report where you have the FDA, some of their um, staff saying that Moderna did not meet criteria or all criteria mm-hmm. for being a COVID-19 booster shot. So the backdrop, of, of course, is um, they've been applying for this status. Only Pfizer has the booster uh, approval status right now. Yeah, I'm going to go with down as well. So scientists at the US Food and Drug Administration are not backing those Moderna booster shots. They say two doses appear to be sufficient to protect against severe disease and death. Next, let's look at Evergrande. All right, that is a down for me. And Mm -hmm. this is around reports that it has missed its third round of bond coupon payments. So really sending more jitters into the property sector than it can. Well, I'm not sure how much more it can. So it is (laughs) one of the latest developments around China Evergrande. Still no clarity than what we had yesterday or last week. So still in a lot of... um, a big cloud right now. Mm-hmm. So a down for me as well. Now, one surprise on the Evergrande front, though, is the company has an electric vehicle unit and says it will roll out its first cars next year. I'm not sure if they can get there. <laughs> Let's see whether they live through this particular phase in the company's history. Next, let's look at the locally listed company, Creative Technology. Okay, that is a down for me. You know, I grew up with Creative, you know, the Sound Blast engine cuts, and this is a big change of fortunes in the past decade. Um, now, they have given notice of three straight years of losses. So that is um, what they are making news for right now. So typically, you might ask, um, does it make them enter the SGX watch list? So right now, their market cap is around $179 million. Uh, to get into the watch list, your market cap needs to be below $40 million. So they are still having a bit of a buffer in that sense. So something to watch, of course, as... Um, Creative technology continues mm. to try to find a turnaround. Hey, I remember Creative when they uh, launched the Nomad Jukebox, and that was 13 months before Apple launched the iPod. Yeah, in, the, in many ways, they were the groundbreakers or trendsetters in many areas of technology. MP3 players, for example. 
Yeah, yeah. Ambient sound, you know, in a whole new, took it in a whole new direction. But it's down for creative technology for me today. The audio company is in the red and has been now for three straight years. Let's turn to Singapore. We're 20 minutes into the local trading day. The Straits Times Index finished flat yesterday at 31.12. So how's the SDI trading this morning? Yeah, yesterday the SDI snapped a three-day winning streak and was down slightly. So let's take a quick look at where we are right now. And across the region, it's been pretty mixed. And if you take a look at SDI, it's right now up by 0.8%, 3,137. And a quick check-in on the 30 constituents, pretty much all in the green except for one. Capital Corporation down slightly by 0.2% at $5.24. And a couple of stocks to watch out for today. Um, that, of course, could include the likes of Capital Land China Trust. They were in the news yesterday for uh, making their first foray into the China logistics sector by buying four assets. Um, that right now, if you look at where you are for China Capital Land Trust, is um, down slightly by 3.2% at $1.21. Uh, Ames APAC REIT also making an SGX following today for their earnings. Uh, that is now up by one4 and that is after posting an 18.8% rise in first half DPU. Looking at other things that might be worth tracking, uh, we talked about creative, right now still flat, 223. Uh, so that's pretty much um, the action so far on the SGX. Thanks very much, Ryan Huang there. The IMF has cut its global growth forecast. We take a closer look at why in just a while. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.